Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 All right, folks, welcome to the program. The program officially begins. This is, a, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been, you know, I know that the, the, the uh, ceremony ran long, but we've been waiting and just kind of spitballing, waiting for you to get here, Mike. Mike oh, Richards yeah. joining the Press Row Show. Thank you very much for, for being here tonight. Yeah, no problem, guys. What, what's, cool. this, what's this whole weekend been like for you? I mean, just to kind of finally come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been, uh, I wouldn't say surprising, but it's been, I've been it, looking forward to getting back here, looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, last night's game was was awesome. Seeing everybody in the dressing room, um, guys that I played with, guys that played before me. So um, I was expecting that it would be awesome, and it's it's kind of uh, went above and beyond kind of the expectations that I had. How much fun I would have, and how much I would enjoy being back on the ice. And, um, it was pretty cool. Can you take us through just a little bit how how this all kind of came to be to get you back this yeah, year? Yeah, honestly, like I've been. Wanted to come back I, a few years ago. There was a, a, an alumni game with the outdoor or stadium series, or maybe the Winter Classic. Yeah. Um, and it's just tough where where we live to get here. It's <laughs> it's a drive. It's two flights, and yeah, it starts adding up with the, with the days. So we're down in Florida now. It's a two hour drive or a two hour flight, and the timing just worked out. It was nice to come back. Richie, Richie actually lives next door to Santa Claus. Yeah, People basically. Don't I yeah. didn't realize I, that. Well, Richie, yeah. I, I told this story on the show before. I said, I, I remember the summer that you got traded. Yeah. I had reached out to you, and I and I was like, I was staying up at a, at a cottage in Ontario yeah. it, on Lake Kashikwigamog was oh, where yeah. I was at. And I remember texting you and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to do, you know, catch up with you do a story. And you're like, oh, yeah, come by. If you're up here, come yeah. by. And then I entered the, the address to the GPS. <laughs> it was like an eight-hour drive. Yeah. I was like, well, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, it just... It, it took all the connections, all the driving, everything out of it now that we're down in Florida. So uh, a little quicker to get here and obviously nice because nice, I've been wanting to come back and uh, do some things with the alumni for a while and it was nice that it finally worked out. How are you feeling today after playing last night? Yeah, so I skate a little bit, just kind of shitty hockey uh, with my buddies. So I'm not bad last night, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty tired after the game. Um, but I, I don't feel bad right now. I'm still 30, 38, so um, <laughs> wouldn't say I'm terrible. Like, Hearts is still playing. I still probably could be out there if I was a little bit better, but um, yeah, so I, I'm not bad this morning, but I was definitely tired last night. So I, so I always said, and I know Russ, I say, so I actually, I was telling you guys, Mike was my last year, so that's a connection between us. I played with Mike for one year. And I, I was telling Anthony before, like, I think it's so great he's back. He's an unbelievable young guy when I played with him. And I had winter written all over him. And unfortunately, those W's in May and June didn't happen here. They happened in L.A. But that being said, um, he was an unbelievable teammate to many guys. And I would have loved to have seen what he started finished here. But having him back yesterday was one of the best things I've seen as an alumni. It's certainly well-deserved and appreciated by all. Well, I do want to, I, I want to take you back a little bit because you and I are closer in age than, than these guys are. When, when you no, were- No, Rush. When, when, yeah. Stop. <laughs> when, when you were sent out, it, it sent a lot of shockwaves through the fan base. And I could, I could kind of put on the fan cap from back then. 
but it felt like uh, there was never that moment that the fan base got to kind of like show you the appreciation for what you you did here. Did it almost feel like uh, like uh, I don't know, like a little bit more wholesome yesterday to kind of get to soak that in, to to get appreciated, to put on the orange and black again, and yeah. and have that moment with the fans. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think that's actually probably a pretty good way to look at it. I think in pro sports, when you get traded, everything's just. It's always about what's coming up next. You never really get to look back. And even when you're playing, like you don't get a second to, to take a deep breath. Everything is always about either training for next season, next game, playoffs, stuff like that. So um, it's wild. You just get traded and the next thing you know, you're, you're playing for a different team. So um, that's, I guess, kind of what what is nice about the alumni games and stuff like that, being able to come back. And, and obviously Philly has a great alumni um, not every team does stuff like this where you, you have alumni games, you have golf tournaments, stuff like that um, to come back to and, and kind of hang out with everyone. So it's nice that they have it and it's obviously nice to, to come back, see everybody that I played with, see people that played before me and then obviously um, Don and Rex today. Um, it, it's, it's really first class here in Philly, and I don't think you get that appreciation for the organization, the fans, stuff like that, until you go somewhere else, kind of see everything with a couple different organizations, and then kind of take a step back and come back, and then get put back into it, and just see how well everything's run, how great the fan support is, and obviously how well the organization is run. Rich, you've had uh, a great individual accolades, and obviously winning Stanley Cups is a, is a pinnacle of that. What is your great memories in Philly? Either a personal play on the ice or uh, obviously 03 coming back and winning's got to be something you'll remember forever. That happened again yeah. with him against San Jose. Came back from 03. Yeah. Is there something for you that play, you know, the shift kind of play where the backhand on the, against Montreal? Is there something for you that stood out to remember? Yeah, the, I mean, there's a few. Obviously, as, a, as an athlete, you, you kind of remember the first goal. Um, First NHL game, stuff like that. First time he put the jersey on, probably an exhibition, and then uh, before the game, playoffs. I remember. I think it was 08 when we played Washington. Yeah. And that was a great series. Seven we three one, and they came back three three, and then we won it in overtime yep. in Washington. That's always a great memory. Joffrey Lupul. Yeah. Lupul. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and then 2010, obviously, is uh, is kind of the pinnacle of kind of the highs and obviously the low with with losing in the end and not getting over you know two games away it's uh it's a tough hill to swallow and even last night seeing um, the video tribute to the the 74 team and, and seeing how much they're embraced and how much they're supported here still and to be two games away uh we were just talking on the ice about how crazy it would have been here if we would have won in that 2010 year so uh, just stuff like that uh, even though we ended up losing that the way the city got behind that team and how crazy it was literally everywhere you went it was just like you know good luck for pulling for you and the fans support and just how wild it was so those are just a few but there's honestly probably a, a hundred of them that i can list off what is your uh, what are you doing now richie what are you doing to keep busy what's afterlife hockey looking like for you yeah it's not very crazy it's just pretty quiet to be honest we have we have some horses so i kind of take care of them at home and then a lot of fishing a lot of golf um, at first it was tough like you know like you're out of you go from 
such yep. a high level of competition and, and you're in the grind of hanging with your friends yeah and then next thing you know you're just out and you don't really have much going on so um, it's been nice to, to I guess put your energy towards something like fishing, golfing, and then we have a lot of horses. We have 11 of them, so it's um, a lot of a lot of stuff to clean up a, there. Do you need a jockey? Do you need a jockey? Yeah, and a Russell small Russell. No, I, I would much rather watch Ant be a jockey than me. <laughs> Want to see a horse? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Okay, but have you, ever, have you ever thought about getting back into the game in any way, or no? Um, a little bit sometimes. The first three years, two, three years that, that I stopped playing, I, I just kind of had enough, um, almost hockey fatigue. I was, I didn't really watch it very much. Um, I barely played even shinny back home. I just didn't really feel like doing it. And then over the past few years, I've um, started to watch a little bit more, started enjoying being around it. I've had some people come and, and talk to me about maybe doing some things for uh, different organizations. So at some point I might, I'm, uh, at this point, I just am enjoying watching it, not having that that grind. Because I think the the biggest misconception is the you know like anyone in, that works for organizations, it, it's still a grind and it's still pro sports. So um, for me to get back in, I would have to be all in, and, and right now I'm not ready to do that. No, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair answer. Yeah. Um, fishing, like how's that how's it going? I mean, I know you're yeah. a big time fisher, fisherman. Uh, it's all right. It's it's got its ups and downs. Um, <laughs> it's fun though. It's I think you just look for ways to have some competition. I think and, and that just gives me a little bit of it. Obviously, golfing same type of thing. And when you have so much um, competitive juice, it's kind of flowing day in day out. And then you finish and you don't have that. You kind of look for areas uh, to do that. So. I've been doing some fishing tournaments, haven't been doing very well in them, so hopefully. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you point, if yeah. you have a prize catch yet. Yeah, not yet, no. No? No, so hopefully in the coming years we will, but but it, it's it's been nice. It's I, I love fishing. We live in a good spot for it, um, and we do it often. Richie, it's been awesome having you up here. Yeah, yeah. thanks, and, man. And, and, like, playing yesterday was such an honor for me again to get back playing with you. And, um, Seeing you, I was telling the story before the game when I mentioned you and Riley. Yeah. We are out there waiting to go out, the only three guys. And I, I'm looking, and it shot me back to 2005. I'm like, look, I'm like, things. it's just weird how your nuances stick yeah. around. Yeah, in ways. certain things that just trigger like, yeah. a, like a memory that um, it was kind of the same thing when you're, like, you're putting a jersey on, yeah. like Sharpie, Patrick Sharp and Cote were beside me on each side, and it's just like... You just kind of get, even for an alumni game, you get in the routine of yes. doing what you did before. And it, yeah, it was pretty neat, actually. It was pretty cool to see that, like this, the, those positive memories. Speaking of triggering memories. Yes. And I've asked, I'm glad, I'm glad you're about I've, to I've, I've asked every guy this, that, that, you know, whatever. Since you played with Bundy, oh. Yeah. Is there a story that you can tell, a favorite story you can tell about Bundy that the public can hear? We know that there are yeah. a lot you cannot tell, but if there's no. something you could tell. Uh, probably, I think it was one of our first games when I asked you why they were booing you, and, and you said, no, that's my nickname is Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so that, always, that was always something that stuck with me. Right, I turn the puck over. Why Last they were year was not you. my best year. <laughs> So, it's Lou. Uh, yeah, it's Lou. Lou. Yeah, yelling Lou <laughs> instead of Boo. So, I 
always thought that was hilarious. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. it. Well, well, man, well Richie, thanks yeah. again. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you again down the road with yeah. these things. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Mike Richards. Thanks, Mike. Good there stuff. Go. Thanks again, pal. Mike Richards you. here on the Press Row Show. Like we always say, you never know who you're going to see on the Press Row Show. Very cool. I mean, listen. There, there have oh, been thanks, there have been good captains in this organization. There have been great captains in this organization. I think we can probably, and I, I know that yesterday people were saying this, but if we're being honest here, I think that Richards, and, and usually it's people who kind of go back to those 70s teams as well as fans, Richards might have been the best captain and embodied what it is to be a flyer from Bobby Clark. He was like you know, a mini was, Bob Clark. Yeah, yeah that, that he was kind of like that modern interpretation of, of Bob Clark. He, his presence was definitely missed here. Uh, and it is, it's, it's so nice to see the guy smile and to think back on those times and, and you know, be able to, I don't know, I, like I said. He's always been a very whatever, subtle you know? guy, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he's yeah. not a, you know, like us, we get going, we're very, you know, outgoing and stuff. And Mike is more of an introverted type of personality. And that's great. But he was a fun guy, uh, you know, but very, you know, serious hockey player. And uh, I know that if things would have just been different here, there would have been there would have been a win with him around here. I mean, you know, he just he's one of those guys. You know, I don't know why you don't. No one knows why, you know, General Patton ended up being General Patton. Yeah. But some guys just end up being well, his, great at what they I mean, do. Way, it's funny because they people knew when he was young. I mean, he was nicknamed Captain Canada yes. from World yep. Juniors, yep. right? Yep. I mean, so you, like, you knew at 18 that he had that okay. ability. So Mike Richards won the Canadian World Junior Gold. Yeah. He won with the Kitchener Rangers, the Memorial Cup. Yeah. He won a Calder Cup here with in the Philadelphia. Yeah. And he went on to win the Stanley Cup in L.A. And, a go and an Olympic gold and medal. And an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Guy's a winner. <laughs> we talk about winning DNA. We talk about losing DNA. The guy had winning DNA. Yeah. He did. There's just no. There, yeah. There's there is an unquantifiable intangible that he brought, and again, it has not been replicated. Like there, the the thing is like, and you know, think about this: is there another guy that started in this organization that was sent away and found the same level of success that Mike Richards did? I mean, Jeff, could, Jeff well, Carter. I was, I was gonna say you could say Carter, Carter. But, but like I don't know if people looked at Carter as that Pat, same kind of Patrick like Sharp. leader. Dennis Seidenberg, Justin Williams. Justin. I don't want to. I don't want to say anymore. No, no, yeah. I mean, but I mean, uh, no. Sharp, but Sharpie was a Sharpie. You know, he won the cups with with Chicago, um, and Justin Williams was one. Of, I mean, that was that. That's the one that always sticks out to me. Like, that's the guy that you you, you really missed out on because he was such a winner. Yeah. I mean, he was such a playoff winner and a great guy. Yeah, great. All, like all like, of those guys were great. Well, they're all, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like really. He was a locker room guy. He was a leader type, and he was one of the most clutch players in the postseason ever. Well, welcome into the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show. Um, that was something. Who could have seen a 6-2 game coming? Me. Now, Nobody I want I want two. Like, who comes out and picks 6-2? It's one thing if you pick like 13-6 in a football game. Yeah. Who in the hell picks a 6-2? You do. do. And, I and know gonna, you and do. And I'm going to tell and you And you're going to tell us why now. I, okay. I am. Because Anthony has me a little bit pissed off. Because Anthony goes on his like high and mighty where he starts throwing the hands up. That's how you know he's lost the argument. He starts to yell. He starts to do the hands up. And he goes, you can't have a conversation with you, Mr. Fingerprints all over the score. But listen. Before the Detroit game, this Flyers team was averaging six goals against over those previous three games, seven, five, six. Average it out. 
18 divided by three is six. Anthony was like, six goals. I'm like, well, they, they were averaging six goals against prior to the Detroit game over the three game span. The wheels have fallen off and it's okay. We've known that it's a rebuild. We've talked about it all year, but this team desperately needed this break. We've talked about it through the intermissions and through pregame. So, you know, it's so funny, right? What are you seeing? It, it, this guy here put all because of Farabee tried to miss. See, he's not, <laughs> they're not understanding what we were saying about it. And I was funny. I was just talking to uh, John LeClaire in the box over there. He understood exactly what I meant because yeah. that is not what this team does. So when you do something like that, you're signaling to everybody else on the bench that it's okay to do that. It's not okay to do that. It's fine. It's worth a try. But it, it, it's, it had nothing to do with Joel Farabee. It had everything to do with the symbolism of a play like that. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's wonderful when it works. But it doesn't usually work. What is an easier play? Get the puck around the post and try to jam it around or flush it into the crease where you can send bodies. My that's the point with it. And anyone that's played this game for a long time is going to agree with the sentiment. We love one-on-one -on -one skill. We saw it in Forrester's first goal tonight. It was fine. But those are not plays that this team has made this year. They've, they've done it in a dirty, ugly way. Maybe they're out of gas. They might be. They're, but they need a break. They got a, a, a big week coming off here. But this was a terrible five-game losing streak with no points. I do, I do want to have the conversation about if, if they have officially worn out. I want to get there in a second. I, my concern, and I have to imagine that this is a concern for this head coach and for this coaching staff, is you see the Farabee play, which you've taken some exception to, and took some exception to, and I go, is it delusion? Because we've had this conversation a bunch of times this year. It's very clear how this team has to win. North-South, yes. get in the dirty areas, play ugly, and outscore the opposition. And when they do it, They've, they've won. They've, they've beaten really good teams with that formula. But there is the question of delusion in that do some of these guys think that they are more skilled players than they actually are? Or do they think that they can get away with those kind of plays? And, like, it's entirely possible that that's what you're seeing. I brought this up during, I think it was the second intermission. So for the people who listen after the fact in the podcast feed, they, they'd have to go watch that on YouTube for this, this whole thing. But Owen Tippett going out, he's arguably one of your best Goal scorers, one of your most creative offensive players. You need to and, send that link to intern Andrew. Okay, I'll send it. From our and, partner there. And while, while he's out, somebody's going to look to fill that void. Farabee tried the skill play. It didn't work. I don't know. There's part of me that just goes, all right, like, some of these guys might think they have more skill than they do. I don't know. It, 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 it's frustrating. But here's the thing. We always have to have this conversation. This team was meant to be a rebuilding team, yep. and they played above their head. They played above their head for weeks, for months. They played above their head. How last week against Dallas, they played above their heads, and like it's gonna happen sometimes. But like, but like, let's be real. There are gonna be some painful games. They just have to stop the bleeding. They get a week away. They've got to clear their heads, and they've got to come out looking stronger and getting back to what was successful. When the break is over, if they don't, you're looking at the, you know, what has become an annual 10-game losing streak. You yeah, know, you, well. You've got to be careful. We, the thing is with this year, it doesn't have that sentiment. I mean, they'd lose 10 games last year or the year before with, with not much work put in. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just go through the motions. That's not been the case this year. I mean, even today, as bad as that was, the Flyers came out and, and they had a, 
a pretty darn good start. Like it was, you know, they had the shot advantage. They were making some smarter plays, and then the wheels came off uh, about the 10-minute mark of the first period. And Boston's, you know, they're unforgiving. They're going to just punish you for, for playing like that. And that's what happened today. But, I mean, again, it's just it, – I think a lot of people are starting to see what we've talked about is that, you know, you relish a lot of these wins – um, and the good compete that this team's had this year and h- how devoted they've been. And that's what's made us proud of the team. See you, everybody. Thanks for coming out today. We'll get them next one. Enjoy the week or off. Not. You know, who knows? Yeah, Who's yeah, to yeah. Say? It's a rebuild, right? It's a rebuild. But anyway, we're talking Who's about how say? where they're at right now. But they've, they've treated this city and the fans of this team again to people coming back in here, people uh, accepting the effort they put in, and they've won a lot of games doing that. Torts' game as a coach is a very difficult style to play. And I, we said it early in the year. I mean, when they were winning games, where he said, like, man, it is really, really hard for this team to win games because they don't have a Pasternak. I mean, they got to yeah. connect me, but it's like a Pasternak light, light, yeah. you know, in a lot I of ways. That Pasternak uh, yeah, is just a, I would I wouldn't put them in the same. I didn't. I called yeah, them light, 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 light. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like it, it – and, you know, but I'm not even, like, watching he's not, them. not quite the Wish.com version. All right. So <laughs> – the Flyers don't have that kind of guy that can just zip through people, zag around, and, and, and change the course of a game as he did today. So they've yeah. done it through committee. They've done it through system. And they've gotten away from that recently. They've had guys doing a lot more individual stuff. Uh, obviously, this team has gone through a lot um, to process this week with whatever, with well, Carter Hart, hey, with everything here's, else. Here's a perfect, perfect transition. Joseph Nasto says, do you think that what's going on with Hart could be fracturing the locker room a bit. Um, Bundy said before it doesn't take much for something like that to happen. The, I think the fracture thing is a very complicated term. I wouldn't say that what he, his leave of absence and everything that's going on, you connect all that. I don't know if fracture is the word, but I think it certainly weighs on the mind of some of these guys, for sure. Has to. They've spent year. I mean, in the case of quite a few of these guys, they've spent four years together at this level. And any any time that guy goes away, like you're you're a human being. Right? Yeah, it's like get losing a good teammate in a trade. You know, that's the way I would. I, the, the only way I could liken it to that is that is that you lost a teammate in a trade, and man, it sucks. But you got to move on. Yeah, like that's what it is. You can't sit feel bad for yourself because your goaltender's you know been derailed, is, is, yeah. in, in, you know, um, indefinitely. So. You got to move on. And I saw a clip tonight on Twitter, too, about Torts talking to Urson at the end of the first period. And it was Brian Boucher talking on NBC about that, you know, about like, hey, we need you. Yeah, put the period behind you. Because really, that's what they got. This uh, is a st- yeah, there. Let's go to Torts. Sure. John, <clears throat> you guys get off to a pretty energetic start to this game. And then they scored the one goal. Did you think the team just kind of let it snowball from there? Oh, I, I, I think we have chances to score the first one, which we haven't done of late. And, uh, you know, they score the first one after we have three or four really good chances. And I, I just think it affected us. Uh, John, that's the way I'll explain it. John, you, you told us, that, I think it was December, that you'll know what the team is at the end of January. After you win five in a row, followed by losing five in a row, do you still have a, a good idea of what, what you have here? When you, when you I, I like our team. Two, two weeks ago when we played Dallas, it's probably the best game I've seen a team play under me in a number of years. And uh, uh, we've lost ourselves a little bit here. I think we've lost confidence uh, offensively, although I thought we generated some offense today. Um, 
It's how the league works sometimes. You have some good weeks and you have some struggles. We're having some struggles now. Uh, we just got to try to put our head down and see if we can solve some problems, get better. When you came back up for the second period, it looked like you had a little bit of a talk with Sam when you went to the bench. Can you elaborate what you wanted? No. He's had to play a lot, John, obviously, over the last couple weeks. Do you feel like some of the game, like it's just starting to get to him a little bit? Or? Who's Sam? Sam, yes. I'll put this on Sam. I'll put it on Sam. But you, but you so, believe he can be better, though, right? I, I believe everybody can be better. You mentioned the, the Dallas game. Obviously, you guys had a really good game, that one. Do you think it's possible that after that game, the guys maybe started feeling a little bit too good about this? Oh, no, not a chance. Not a chance. You're digging, Charlie. Not a chance. <laughs> John, you, you talked about not putting it on Sam. Is it, is it more defensive breakdowns, and how do you correct those? Keep working at it. You had two guys, you know, that were really carrying you in the first half, and Konechny and Sam and I, and they both sort of struggled a little bit. Yeah, is that the, the nature of the season, or do you, do they need to do things? Is, is the break a good time for them? Or no, it, it's it's a, it's a nature of the of the year. The NHL. It's uh, uh you have. You're going really well, and, and there's certain times in the in the year you struggle. They're two very important people for us. Uh, we're not filled uh, with those type of people uh, as far as the skill. We're not. We're just not a team built that way. Um, they're certainly trying. Uh, it, it's just been a struggle for us all uh, offensively. When you talk about there being a lack of confidence offensively, and you say you're not built with that kind of skill, do you think that the mistakes in the offensive end are trying to make skillful plays when you're, and not doing the things that maybe you guys did really well? Are you the same guy we talked? I talked about. Was I? Did I go at you? The yes, last, you did. Not answering your questions. Okay. Um, with, oh, with, oh, it's like they, Mark, you talked talked about offensive guys. Tippett's one of them. He's hoping to be back after the break. He said, "Do you think he can kind of give you a jolt?" Yeah, so he's an important guy. He's, he's a, he missed him terribly. Doesn't put us into where we can't uh, function without him. But he, he's such an important guy for us. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's so important with him where I can bounce him to different lines. And he, he's a type of guy that can push offense himself without any help. So it's a very important guy for us. How important is last um, week now going into what do you guys now? You have lost five straight, but now you guys got a week off and you come back. Does it, does it do anything for you guys that you guys can regroup over this time or is it just you're getting right back to it when you get back into it? We practice Sunday. They have some time off. Two days of practice, but I guess a good Florida team. Thanks, Coach. There we go. The camera was better tonight. Really, really good. Good job, intern Andrew. Intern Andrew, what a guy. Tort's still not happy with Ant. Still not happy. He's gonna have to. Uh, he's gonna have to nut up. At some point. Tort's at some point's gonna have to stop being, whatever the hell he's being. Here's an idea. Sit down with the guy and have a chat. Same thing that we expected AJ Brown to do with Marcus Hayes, which apparently happened, at some point at the end of the Eagles season. Well, I don't know. At some point, perhaps you just have to, you know, figure it out. Well, he's obviously a little upset about his team. I mean, they've lost five in a row. And, uh, you know, he's a lot been, of, he can't do anything about it for a week. There's a lot of deflecting in there. Uh, you know, the one thing that I think you can go back to there and feel fine about is the fact that 
he's saying don't put this on Erson, where you know I think a lot of people are going to look at it. they're going to look at that first period and they're going to say, was it Sam's fault? We talked about the way that some of the breakdowns happened in front of net. Um, no, it, it's not all on him. Although, he's been put into a really bad position, right? In that, like, he was kind of battling for the number one job, but he wasn't expecting to be the number one, you know? And now he'll get a few weeks here to kind of get, or he'll get a week here to kind of go into it prepping as being the number one going forward for however long. Uh, and I have to think that that's going to benefit him as a goalie to well, to, he's going to gonna go have the, the work. have the mindset. But remember, we said last week, like you never know what a goalie's going to be. You know, sometimes there's goalies that are good when they're in more competition, and there's some other goalies that aren't quite the same goalie when they have full control of the net. So again, I don't know necessarily what it is, but uh, I actually thought Anthony's question was a good one. It's it a was. shame the coach couldn't answer it. Oh, anyway, whatever. Wild, wild stuff. I I I will say that from. My perspective, I, I enjoy. Maybe I'll go down. Maybe I'll switch spots with Ant. Maybe I'll go down and ask Torts questions from now on. And we'll see. Yeah, I actually agree with this last comment. Like, sit down for a sit down. Like, whatever. I'll sit down with him anytime he wants. You'll sit down with him. I'll sit down with him. Anthony, I think, has asked for one. So, I mean, clearly he's upset about something. Get over it then or deal with it. The coach has a lot of things to fix with the team. The longer he decides to, I guess, make Ant the whipping boy now because he doesn't have Kevin Hayes and to do it anymore jvr in town to do it anymore and morgan frost is now like has played well of late so he doesn't have that whipping boy i guess ant's now the guy mm-hmm. so right. i don't know perhaps at some point we'll be able to uh, you know, take a week away and maybe the coach will be able to kind of figure out some of the things that have dogged this team for now five games winless so we'll see remains to be seen uh we will be back next week with a show. We'll do regular Snow the Goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, as the team gets back in action, we will uh, we'll adjust accordingly. But uh, a lot going on. And you got to hope that at some point things turn around for this team. They've kind of gone back to what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. A rebuilding team remains to be seen. Uh, stick with us. Obviously, uh, we will be... See you in a week. Our, yeah. We'll do, probably do something maybe this week at I some point. I think we'll point, do something early in the... I, I will tell people, if you've been looking in the podcast feed for yesterday's show with all the interviews, I'm going to be clipping those up. They'll be going on YouTube. Uh, we'll be putting together um, like a special episode in the podcast feed. I wanted to like do that, do that justice and have it kind of sit as its own thing. With all the interviews yesterday, I think they had six six interviews yesterday. It's unbelievable. It was wild. It I was still a lot. I can't of, believe Dirk Helmet went after Anthony again. You know what? I think Tit for tat. I think Torts needs to get away. I think he needs to get away for a little bit. I think he needs to have a little break. He needs to find something to laugh at, listen to, perhaps that silly podcast, or not. Who knows? Who's to say? I guess we'll find out. And listen, we're here to have fun. I'll tell you what. If we ha- if I see that happen again, if if. If there's good question asked and Torts does that again, I'm going to go downstairs. I will. I swear to you. I will go downstairs. And before Torts goes home, the la- like what he will hear before he like closes the door to his car is this. <laughs> except, it'll, except it'll be me. All right. Anyway. Everybody have a great day. We will talk to you again early in the week with a new episode. And, uh, hey, all-star break coming up. Travis Konechny represents the team. That'd be good stuff. We'll learn. Well deserved on his part. 100%. This has been good. Uh, you know what? Again, good good luck to the guys during the break. We get a break. Everybody gets one. I think, honestly, God, at this point, everybody kind of needs one. And uh, you know what? I think, I, literally, I think 
everybody needs a week off. And every <laughs> some people may even need a hug. You need a hug? Come on up here to the balcony. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.